Hello and welcome to another episode of Trash or Treasure, the podcast where Kim and Amy bring you spoiler-free recaps, reviews and recommendations of whatever we read this week. Amy, what did we read? We read She Be Damned by MJ Tia, I think T-J-I-A is the surname. I am. And I feel like this is this is actually a recommendation from a friend of ours. Yes. But it kind of fell into a kind of chunk, like a period of time where we read a lot of Vic- Victorian-ish Victorian era. murder mysteries. Yeah. But this was our friend knows the author but yeah. hasn't read the book. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. She said, this book sounds like it might fit within the, the boundaries of, of your what, podcast. Yeah. You should have a read of it and let me know what you think. So this is uh, us letting you know. Yeah, what we think. Yeah, okay. Do you want to do the spoiler-free I will recap? try. I mean, this is a mystery, so that's sort of... I know. You were keen. I was like, I just assumed I would be doing it. And then only moments ago, before we hit record, you were you were like... I will say that you it. will probably end up doing it, but I'll give it a go. So... I, I don't know when it was set because I wasn't prepared to do your job. It's set in the late Victorian era. Oh, I can In guess. London. And it follows... Heloise Chauncey, who is which a I always pronounced as Chancy because I'm Australian. Okay, and well, I always I read it. it I read it as Chancy. Heloise. Chauncey. Oh, I did. I read it as Heloise Chancy. Thank you, Kimberly. You're welcome, Mrs. She's a courtesan and she's worked her way up. Yeah, to, out of being like just in a brothel to being well, being like on a street corner. Yeah, exactly. To being quite highly sought after mm-hmm. she's like i think she's, she's known like, as, like the peacock told... of the night is yeah it's, it's, it's essentially if you've read if you've read any regency or historical romance from the time it's just being told from essentially the mistress's yeah. point of view but she's not yes. an opera singer she is a professional mistress yeah. essentially so she is kind of exclusively with one kind of benefactor yeah at a time yeah yeah but she has her own apartment she's oh, yeah. quite wealthy yeah. and she clearly has had some sort of quite she was born in liverpool but she's gone and then lived overseas and and yeah. brushed herself up to this very sort of like refined and elegant glamorous point she has uh ladies maid yeah who is called Lyleen, or she calls her Arma. Yeah. And she's from China or Malaysia? Yes. <laughs> I can't remember, I can't remember precisely. I feel like it's Malaysia, but, but I can't But that's be kind wrong. of critical because she is not very well trusted and other people kind of think it's odd. Like, Heloise only gets to have her as a lady's maid because she she's already a, a bit odd and a mm, bit outside of what you would expect people to be yes. doing anyway. But, yeah, so there's a bit of racism towards her, towards her lady's maid. She, people are quick to suspect yep. that the servant will have done something wrong. And so Heloise has a second job. Hurrying you along. Which is she helps investigate undercover. Just undercover work. Gentleman called Sir Thomas, who is sort of loosely with policey, governmenty stuff. I whatever. thought it was more like a PI kind of situation. Like, did private investigations for clients. He's an investigator person. Sure. And with he a sends. Sir at, the title, at his title. Yes. And he sends a. He sends her in when you couldn't send a man, basically. Yes. He comes with a client. They're looking for a young woman who's gone missing. And the client is operating on behalf of the young woman's dad. She ran away with a lover or a boyfriend or something. And now she's gone missing. 
So Heloise goes and undercover in various different contexts, predominantly undercover in a brothel where they think she, this um, young woman has ended up to track down this young girl. But and it's the, where Heloise used to work. The other plot that's running through this is there is a more than Jack the Ripper type serial killer yeah. who has been murdering women, predominantly women who are prostitutes or are... Fallen women. Fallen the, women. And largely prostitutes from the kind of slum dock areas of London. So they're people that Heloise used to know because she yeah. she didn't do all of her kind of lower-end brothel work outside of London. Like, she did a lot of that in London Which as well. transformed herself. Yeah. So this serial killer is murdering these women and he is removing their sexual organs. Yeah. So they're Not being... relevant, but I feel yeah, like you're really the point is, along. Yeah, the point is that it's quite this gruesomeness yeah. of these murders, and yeah. that is actually quite relevant to the plot and to what we're going to talk about, well, I'm going to talk about, is that it's quite high stakes serial killer that's happening and it's quite... So Heloise... And they're they're her people. So to begin with, it's very much just working for Sir Thomas, but it soon turns into people... It soon becomes quite personal to Heloise. Yeah, because it's it's her people, it's her girls. She's back walking the same streets that she lived in before she made it big, blah, blah, blah. And that's it. You really can't say anymore without... The only other thing I was going to say isn't plot-related, but it's narrative-related. Most of it, like 99... No, 90% of it is told from Heloise's perspective, but there are chapters, sections that happen from Lylene's perspective that are told, all of it's told in first person. Present tense. Present tense. So, Kimberly, you can kick us off. I get, no, you have to ask me. What were your thoughts? It was all right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The main problem that I had with it all stemmed back to that, that it was first person, present tense. Mm. I don't mind first person that works fine like i can i can manage first person and i didn't massively dislike heloise i found her i found i was able to empathize with her yep. and i didn't mind being in her head but it's not a romance novel there it's are sex a, scenes in it there are sex scenes because she's a courtesan and she can in, have sex if she wants to but in first person present tense in first present present tense which, is which a was a strange voice to it occupy, was very strange I agree. but I that wasn't even what bothered me the most. What bothered me the most was first person, and it's not just present tense, it's super, super duper present tense. I so, sit at the dresser and I look at my hair. I, I think, think the following thought. Yes. And so the problem with that for me in a murder mystery was we had one moment where she is sitting there thinking about, thinking through the murder, and it's sort of like, I think there was something at this crime scene that I should give some more thought to, but I can't, I can't, I cannot find the, you know, the answer in my head right now. Maybe I'll have some more wine or I'll not have another whiskey or whatever she's drinking. And then she drinks some more and then she thinks about that guy she had sex with and how he seems nice and maybe she'll get to have sex with him again. And then like her mind wanders, which is super realistic. Like that's what would happen. But it made it hard for me to empathize with her because as that went on, I was like, people are being really brutally and horrendously murdered. Get and on you with are it. really closely <laughs> like like seriously, you're just I just need to have a bath. Do you? Is that is serious that's your priority right now? Fascinating. That's really interesting. At one point in the book, and this was the point at which I was like, 
no. And I stopped and wrote the line down. And it said, I, I can feel myself drifting off to sleep. And my last, and as I, and as I do, I think, I really hope no other girls get mutilated tonight because I'm far too drunk to do anything about it. But I think I can work. I think I know the answer. And that was like the end of the chapter. And I was like, that's right, Heloise. People are out there being mutilated while you get drunk and think about boys. It just, yeah. I was, I was like, I just need you to be more into it. I felt like I was far more invested in solving in the crime. Working out who did it. Than Heloise was. And yeah. that was kind of, yeah, I found that odd. And the other problem that I had with it was a barrier for me because it's not a romance novel. It's very much a case that she is an independent woman Mm -hmm. who is in a mistressy kind of relationship with another man who is quite nice. Like he cares about her. That's not, we meet him and that's not. He's not massively relevant to the mystery. No, he's he's not relevant to the mystery at all, but he is, he's a nice person. He's a nice man and they have a nice relationship. What they have is, you know, not horrible or exploitive or anything like that. And she has freedom outside that relationship to do as she pleases on nights when he's not with her, blah, blah, blah. All of that sounds like Phryne Fisher. Now she goes, and as she chooses to, she solves murder mysteries. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is pretty much just Franny Fisher, set in Victorian London. And when you compare Heloise, not even just the way the book is written to the way Kerry Greenwood writes hers, right? So even if you remove authorship from it, if you compare Heloise as a character to Franny Fisher as a character, Heloise comes off really badly in that comparison. But I also had to keep reminding myself that it wasn't a fair comparison because Heloise's position is not secure. Correct. She is reliant on whoever is her current client, client, and she's also reliant upon – so that kind of – that relationship, being someone's mistress, being as desired as she is and being able to be taken places – requires that she maintains a certain level of respectability Mm -hmm. or a certain level of beauty or a certain level of availability. And she understands because she has come from somewhere so horrible, she knows deep in her soul where she'll end up if she falls from here. So I kept having to – I did find myself having to actively remind myself of that. Yes. And that was – work to do that was a bit worky for me so it was all right I didn't I I read it and I enjoyed the mystery I really enjoyed the murder mystery I needed it not to be in first person present tense I needed I was happy to live in her head I am happy to be first person but present tense is always a challenge for a murder mystery is really challenging Mm. I agree about that the first person present tense was was quite difficult and it made it feel quite long because there were all of these things that she was doing that I didn't necessarily feel necessary for the communication of the plot. Like when she would talk about like I I looked at this dress or I looked at this dress and I did my hair this way and I got these jewels and this perfume. Great to set the scene, but... You could probably do that one time. Given the scale and the stakes of the murders that were happening I didn't have the patience to sit with that and like you with the whole sort of murder thing I remember going through it and I found it quite readable me too but she has no idea for a considerable amount of the book and then a few chapters later so it's like I've got no idea I've got no idea I know who the murderer is yeah and I found that a little bit hard to swallow because as a reader, 
I wasn't brought along in the first person present tense with the aha moment. Because you can't be. No, it's difficult in that voice. Yes. Revealing it piece by piece to draw your reader along that journey in a way that doesn't just spoil it straight off the bat. And they tried to do it, but in doing it, it, she came off stupid and ditzy. Yes, and I did find there were some times where it was like she was super clever at the end, but then it was like you didn't notice that. She did yeah. notice it, but it was this sort of thing where she where she went and drank lots of wine. Well, so she would say, drink. "Oh, and that book is now gone. That seems interesting." Hmm. And then we just never think about that again For, until until right, right at the, the end very when end, she's when like, she was and like, I put all these pieces huh. together." And I was like, "Dude, how were you not? I was already putting those pieces together. Like, you weren't even trying to put them together." It was... Like, you weren't even spending your time doing mm. that. It's not like you've been trying for nights and nights. Like, you were off drinking and thinking about hairdos. Like, <laughs> And I put a lot of that down to the voice. I wasn't... I didn't think of Franny Fisher at any point during it. I, I only have, did because I was like, Franny would have sorted this out. Right. I didn't think of that at all because it was in a different location and yeah. a totally different voice in a completely different time. I also found it and this is a warning to readers who might go I have no issue with you know if you don't have an issue with first person present tense Mm. I'd recommend you read this book because it's I I enjoyed the mystery me too I thought it was a good and she's not horrible like it's good yeah it was it was an interesting look at society and the sort of challenges and mobility that was allowed but not allowed because of who she was the thing that is worth noting is it was pretty graphic but it wasn't a graphic in like an erotic way it was graphic in the description the murders were pretty full-on yeah because in some of them like in the prologue Mm. you are first person present tense with a murderer yeah with the victim sorry you don't know who they are but the description is quite i was like whoa that packs a punch yeah Pause. I don't know if I'm quite in the right headspace to read that level of graphic murder description. I had to put it down and come back to it. And then I got into the sort of swing of things. But I remember I was like, whoa, that's that's a lot more graphic than I expected, given the first person present tense Heloise voice that I was expecting. Yeah. So... Yeah, I wouldn't. I'm. I'm. Won't read it again. It feels like there'll be where, another book. There, I, is there not already? I thought there was already more oh, in this know. series. I, I thought this was a, a because I think the subsequent ones are not first person present oh, tense. Oh, okay. Well, I might read one if it wasn't present tense. Yeah, I think. Yeah, there are. There are others, and I don't think they're present tense. Okay, so she be damned, and then there's. I don't know whether they're in that order, but there's unnecessary murder and the death of me. And I agree with you. I I don't not recommend this book. I guess I recommend it with the caveat of if all the things we've said haven't made you think, ugh, I'm out, this sounds like it would be a bit of a chore, then, yeah, read it. I think you will enjoy it. I didn't mind it, but I will never read it again. Oh, no, and the next book is in present tense. Oh, there you go. I'm out. This is how she writes them. So, yes, no, I'm, I won't read any more and I won't read this one again. Mm. I'm glad I read it. Me too. I didn't dislike it and I would read more by the same author. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it was genuinely just that that particular voice, the way yeah. the, that voice the is being managed. The plotting was good but the yep. voice was problematic. There yep. you go. That's a summary. There you go. Perfect. All right. So thank you once again for spending some of your time with us. We will see you again next week. We'll bring you more spoiler-free recaps, reviews, and recommendations for whatever we read. And until then, 
Happy reading! And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting, doesn't matter. Please reach out, send us an email at trashortreasurepodcast at outlook.com. Or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen to our Twitter handle. It's the greatest. It's at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? (laughs) And with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.